Hello and welcome to the Crochet Business School podcast. I'm Kelly Thomas, the Crochet Profit Queen, and I'm going to show you how you can make a living from your crochet while avoiding the burnout and being able to make what you want and when you want. Crochet fashion brands. So I've spoken before about how I wouldn't talk about how to make a living by selling what you make, because I truly don't believe that that's really sustainable and possible. However, there are a couple of ways that it is possible, but it takes a lot of dedication. It takes a hell of a lot of work, but in certain circumstances, it is possible. And that's why I want to tell you today about the Mighton and Moni story. So, Maiten and Monica were a pair of Swedish sisters. And in the 1960s, they went over to Hollywood and established themselves as a crochet fashion brand. Now, they never actually called themselves a fashion brand. They were just two sisters making clothes with their crochet and selling them to celebrities around Hollywood. And their story is absolutely fascinating. It's actually a book and I'll put the link in the show notes because it's a fascinating read and I would definitely encourage you to go and check that out. But what they did was they just went for it and they did incredibly well for themselves. But their brand didn't last long. But they were very, very successful and they could have kept it going if they wanted to, but they chose to walk away. So what happened was, um, it was late 1960s. They were very young. Um, One of the sisters was only 19. The other was in her early 20s. And they wanted to go and live in California. And they decided to try and make their living from their crochet. They made clothing, so dresses, pantsuits, coats. They also made shawls and scarves, all kinds of things. And they made them in the fashion of the time. And most people, when they start building a business like this, they think, I'll start slow, build up my sales, stay local and work my way up. These two had so much confidence in themselves and at their crochet that they decided that they were going to start at the top and work their way down if needed. Turns out it wasn't needed. They struck gold in their first meeting. And their first meeting was with the editor of Vogue. They went straight to the top. They were not shy and they went for it with absolute confidence. Now, I don't believe they did get featured in Vogue at all, but the editor did make a few phone calls for them and introduced them to the manager of Saks Fifth Avenue and a couple of trendy high-end Hollywood boutiques that had very famous clientele. And they displayed their clothing in those stores. They had four stores, including Saks, and they displayed what they had. Now, the catch to this is these high-end stores, they don't want empty mannequins. So they had to commit to being able to replace what they sold pretty much immediately. 
which they did. But word of mouth spread. They were selling to the likes of Dionne Warwick, Diana Ross, Sammy Davis Jr., Goldie Horn. They were selling to the biggest names in Hollywood. And they got so much business from word of mouth that within six months, they stopped selling in those high-end boutiques and sacks. They walked away. They did not get cancelled by those stores. The stores wanted them to carry on showing their clothes, showing their crochet, but they just literally couldn't keep up with demand. And so they walked away from that that avenue. Now, the two sisters did this all by themselves. They tried getting some help in to help them speed up uh, production, but it turned out not to work very well. So it was just the two of them. And they weren't just churning out a piece here and there. They were churning out dozens of items and they were selling everything they made. And in fact, much of what they made was made to order. They had very little stock, as it were. I mean, they were working full time on this. They were crocheting for hours every day, every chance they got. And they even got to live a bit of the high life. They were invited to exclusive members-only clubs because the way that Hollywood worked was that the people you paid for services were also the people that you socialised with. And so it's a big community and they were invited in. So they met all kinds of people. They met Dean Martin. They met Frank Sinatra. They were going to these exclusive clubs with all these A-listers but they also had to make time for all this crochet they had to do to keep it up. In the end, their crochet fashion brand, it lasted about three and a half years. When they started, the sisters were both single. They were both just starting out in life. But once one of the sisters married, she decided to go back to Sweden with her husband And although she carried on crocheting and sending items back over to Hollywood, um, in the end it became unsustainable because they both decided to prioritise their families and their lives. And this is the kind of the precautionary tale of this, is that this kind of thing, although it is possible and is still possible now, it's very, very difficult to do around family. If you have children, if you have the commitments, doing it this way, the way the sisters did back in the 60s, is going to be very difficult now. However, back then, there was no internet. Back then, there was no social media. It was all done by word of mouth, and other avenues of revenue were not available. Today, it's a different story. Doing what the two sisters did is possible now. But you can make it more sustainable in not having to work all those incredibly long hours crocheting day in, day out. You can make it more sustainable by taking advantage of the internet. You can create that fashion brand, but you can then leverage it and have other sources of income. People want what celebrities wear. I mean, think about the things you've seen over the last few years. Casey Perry wore a crochet style, I think it's actually a crochet print, but it was a crochet style jumper 
on um, her show. Oh, what was it? Pop Idol or the American version of that. And people wanted it to make it. Harry Styles wore a um, knit style cardigan and people were making that like crazy. People want what celebrities wear. The demand is there. So what you could do is create the fashion brand, sell the clothes at a premium price because fashion costs money. And once that ice has been out a while, you can sell the authorised crochet pattern. You can write blogs about um, the type of fashion that you're designing and releasing and have affiliates and blog income from that. You can do collaborations with other fashion brands to pair your crochet creations with their handbags, with their shoes, with their hair accessories, with their jewellery. And all that pays. If you turn your crochet into a fashion brand, which I am not for one minute claiming it's easy, I mean, these two sisters worked their rear ends off to make it happen. They met the right people. They had supreme confidence. They went and did what needed to be done. But you do have to really have that commitment. You really have to have that confidence to be able to do what they did. You have to be able to get into the room with the right people and network. You have to show why your brand is worth it. What the two sisters did is absolutely incredible. And it's a story that kind of got forgotten until recently when um, it was when the sister's daughter wrote a book and included it all in. And seriously, go check out the book because it's full of pictures of what they created and stories of how how they did it, the people they met. And it is really is a fascinating read. I definitely encourage you to go check it out. But doing what they did then is still possible now. You can do it more sustainably, but it is going to be a hell of a lot of work to begin with. And you do have to have that supreme confidence in yourself and your abilities to make that happen. So can you make a living from selling your crochet? Yes, but you have to do it in a way that makes it sustainable. And fashion, high fashion is the way to do it, is a way to do it. It's one of the very few ways to do it. But you do have to be prepared to put that work in. Now, Mice and Amoni went back to Sweden and they kind of put the that life behind them. And it was years before their children found out about it. But, you know, what they built by word of mouth, how they met all these celebrities is such an incredible story. They were in the right place at the right time. They had the confidence to make that first step to that editor of Vogue so that their story could be heard. The dedication they showed was incredible because they were churning out so many crochet pieces. It's unbelievable. And if you think these pieces would be worn in private, they weren't. You know, Diana Ross was wearing them at her concerts. You had actors wearing their pieces at award ceremonies. They were being pictured in these pieces going out for nights out at exclusive restaurants. 
they were being seen publicly, very publicly, and the sisters had more work than they could handle. You know, they were incredibly popular and they became very well known. It's, I mean, it really is an incredible story and it is possible to repeat it. But it is a cautionary tale as well about how much work you do have to put in and how much crocheting time it takes to create all this. I mean, the sisters have struggles keeping up with it. And in the book, it it talks about how they try to bring in help to speed up production, but they couldn't. It didn't work. And that's the thing. It's, this can only keep going for as long as you can crochet, unless you find a way to bring in outside help to deliver your designs in the way that you want. But definitely go take a read the book because it is absolutely fantastic. The link is in the show notes. So crochet fashion brand, definitely possible. Would it work now? Yes, absolutely. But yeah, there is a big but. But take a look at the book and any questions, please do come over to the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. But I would love to hear your thoughts on this and what you think of the story. Because when I came across it, I was absolutely fascinated because I'd never heard of this before. Would I do it? Absolutely not. But it could be for you. So let me know what you think. Come over to the Facebook group and tell me your thoughts on that. So thank you for listening and I shall see you next time for the next episode. Bye for now.